Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. Hello out there in the verse. This is the Pod Bay Door. Please join us every Tuesday for informed discussions on new and upcoming movies, games, and tech. And if you love Las Vegas, stay tuned because as Vegas insiders, we can give you a unique perspective on its history, provide insider information, and reveal the unknown secrets of our town, Vegas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We're glad you're with us. And hey, if you get the chance, subscribe to us and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, check in with us on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. What is a podcast? It seems to run on some form of electricity. <laughs> I've still got the greatest enthusiasm and confidence in the mission. But why is the rum gone? Welcome, everybody. This is Jamie. I'm on location today with my co-host, John Thorpe. We're in uh, uh, Henderson studio here in a sister city to Las Vegas. John, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How about you? Good, thanks. Uh, thanks for being on the show. John um, John is a, a friend and a former colleague, and uh, John helps me remember all those fun Vegas stories. Uh, he and I worked together for, oh, would we? how long? How long would we work together? Three, four years, four something years, like that. Four yeah. years, yeah. Too long, too long. Yeah. Uh, but uh, hospitality industry uh, uh, veterans, that's what we are. But uh, coming up on this episode, uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, the language of Las Vegas. Uh, John, uh, his current job now is uh, in the li- linguistics field, and we're going to talk about some of the terms that you've heard um, uh, in Las Vegas that... Uh, are still in use. Some, you know, are from yesteryear, but uh, also the uh, truths of Vegas, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it all. We're going to try to regale you with some uh, stories of of our time as uh, Las Vegas concierge. Uh, and of course, topless report, nerd alert, gear grinders, and Area 52. Adam and Sam are uh, they're on a break today. I think uh, they're enjoying a, a nice weekend here in uh, sunny Las Vegas. So we will see them uh, next week. Uh, keep those comments and show suggestions coming in. We love them all. I want to make note that um, we have new listeners from the Cayman Islands. Wow. Yeah. And uh, uh, we have uh, all over the United States and uh, Great Britain. Uh, we have a lot of listeners there. So hello to everybody. But Cayman Islands, John. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if there's much to do there except... Uh, listen to podcasts. That's right. And drink rum and listen to the pod bay door. And enjoy the beach. There you go. Uh, we have a couple comments for you today. Uh, uh, the uh, F- Flavia Hermit, I think. Flavia Hermit comment. You guys are now part of my work week. Well, we love that. Um, uh, we're, we're part of a lot of people's drive times. That's great. So 30 in, 30 out, and there's the, there's the pod bay door. Uh, she says, what's the deal with Kathy Griffin? Will she ever be back at the Mirage? Kathy Griffin was part of a, a group of comedians that were at the Mirage, uh, uh, and Ron White and a whole mm. bunch of others. Uh, I'm not remembering right now, but Kathy Griffin, of course, was, uh, was uh, delicately removed from the list because of her recent... Uh, Oh, beheading of Don, beheading, Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that? You know, it, it's it's if it's part of the act, yeah. um, she can do what she wants. I, I don't think again, it, it's it's metaphorical. Right. I, I don't think it was a real threat towards him. No, gosh, no. Yeah, maybe she could have done something differently, but yeah. I don't think it's it's enough to. I, I don't I don't think so either. I, I think she regrets doing it. 
and uh, strangely enough, they attacked the photographer as well, which uh, being being a professional photographer now, I um, I, I, I kind of took offense at that. I was like, well, he was paid to take a shot. It, yeah. it certainly wasn't an illegal photograph. Yeah. Um, you know, Secret Service, you know, comments aside, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think she'll be back. Uh, you know, I think she it's um, uh, sh- she she was in what the news cycle maybe a week. Yeah, she'll be back. That that should be fine. Uh, Joe Dirt's kid. Did you see the movie Joe Dirt? I did not. But that was David Spade. Right? It was. Did you see Joe Dirt too? <laughs> that, that years later. Now Joe Dirt's kid commented. I do like the show, but you guys spend too much time on the fence. Say it like it is. Uh, I've actually been accused of this. Really? Yes, yes. Quite by, opinionated. By those close. <laughs> I am opinionated, but yeah. and and uh, and uh, and I'll give you an example of how how much so. But uh, yes, I've uh, even those close to me say that I've uh, I've stayed very very carefully on the fence on this show. I don't know. Do you agree? No. Um, and, and also, I, I I find that phrase you know tell it like it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are people who 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 like Donald Trump because quote unquote he told it like it is. It's, well, no, he doesn't. He tells it the way you would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He almost never backs anything up with any right. evidence. Right. Um, so it is that everybody has their own perspective. Right. And exactly. it's you know you can tell it the way you see it. Yeah. Now if you if there isn't any evidence for it, I think you really should, you know, uh, change your opinion on things based on the evidence. But to say how right. it really is, I don't think any you know it's well, we all. I, we all my my any negative comments about my positioning uh, on subjects has basically been um, about uh, marijuana, uh, and uh, you know I, I've had uh, panelists and co-hosts, and uh, they're they're primarily proponents of it. I am not. Yeah. Um, I am uh, currently John. I was interviewed by a, a, a another gentleman I've mentioned before, Chris with Faces and Aces podcast. Mm-hmm. He uh, was very kind to call me and involve me in a discussion regarding marijuana. I was on the, uh, uh, I guess, the opposing side, meaning that I was not in favor of it. I am not in favor of it. Uh, my, my point was that the legalities are not relevant. It's, it's legal. Uh, it'll never be federally legal, in my opinion, but it's legal, you know, state for state. And uh, I just feel that it's going to be uh, a, a part of weakening our society even further. Uh, but uh, Faces and Aces podcast, go check that out. Uh, it's a long uh, interview with me. I kind of sort of, I sort of, uh, 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 sort of yap on about <laughs> marijuana and the evils of it. But uh, that I, I've been accused of staying on the fence, so I'm going to try to be more opinionated. Yeah, well, I, to me, if, if somebody's on the fence, is you, you can't determine one way or another how they feel on, on, on the subject you mm-hmm. often see that you know in a political debate because they don't want to alienate a, a group of uh you know uh, a block of voters right so, so i better not say this or better not say that so they're always on the fence yeah um uh, but i never you know i thought that you were very clear on on the issues and you have gear grinders and that's very yeah, very no, i i, I do so uh so joe dirt uh, joe dirt's kid i i will, will absolutely try i i appreciate all the comments good bad and indifferent so uh, uh i really do appreciate that uh john i have something to share with you john okay. john is i'm gonna fix this mic here um john is a uh, long time what are we gonna call it vegan what, what well, are you? I'm not really, I'm not even a vegetarian. I, I'm sometimes referred to as lacto-vegetarian. Because lacto-vegetarian. I, yeah, because I eat eggs. 
you know, and, okay. I have, and I lived in Japan for a long time, so I have fish. So I'm okay. really not even a vegetarian. I just don't eat. I just don't eat red meat or pork. Okay. And I haven't for like 35 years. Okay. So. Oh, 35 years. Yeah, it's wow. been like 35, even more and than that. John is a, is, a, is a 122 now. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but John, I have a, I have a, a wonderful announcement. I guess I yeah. I am trying that. Good for I'm you. trying to be plant based across the board. No no dairy, no eggs, no milk. I mean no uh, no meat. And um, uh, of any kind, and just de- just be plant based, uh, mainly for my uh, stomach. Um, but I I I love documentaries. I'm rarely influenced by um, by them. I, I enjoy them, but I don't run out and, and, and get the latest tech, and I don't yeah. you know I don't change my way of living. Uh, I watched two documentaries that I, I won't say it changed my life, uh, but one was What's with Wheat. Mm-hmm. That's the title. What's with wheat? Both of which stream on Netflix. So please check mm-hmm. those out if you get a chance. Uh, and it talks about the 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 fallacies of gluten. Uh, no one is allergic to it except a very one half of one percent of the of the global community. Uh, however, what what it boils down to is the fact that uh, our soil is so soaked with pesticides that it has slowly. Uh, uh, eroded our stomachs, and uh, that's the problem with wheat. And unfortunately, um, uh, the the it's the white flour is bad enough, and then with the pesticide, it's even worse. So that's that's one. What's with wheat? And then the other one is called what the health? What the health? And that one it talks about the the basically the meats industry, and as it as it's opposed to the plant based diets. And uh, they, they, as with most documentaries, it was a little bent to one side. But I have to say, both, both were very fair and both made absolute sense. And when it comes right down to it, uh, individuals with bad stomachs like myself, uh, uh, I, am, I am in it four days and feel different and better. Oh. Um, I hope this continues. Uh, plus, uh, you know, after researching the comments uh, in it in those particular shows, um, they they meet it out to be true, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it uh, uh, people always say that that you you have to have meat for protein. Well, that's absolutely not true. No, it's no, absolutely not true. not true. I knew this, but I didn't realize to what extent. Uh, in fact, with the exception of vitamin D, which you get it by going, you know, out to, you know, get in your car in the yeah. sun, and B12 and the and some of the B complexes, but mainly B12. If you pop a B12 and go out in the sun every once in a while and have a plant-based diet, you you should be fine. Yeah. And uh, oh gosh, uh, but uh, what the health? You should watch it, John. All right. Yeah, it's it's a it's an hour and a half of. For a person who's already plant-based or, or uh, lacto-vegetarian, yeah. um, uh, it, it strengthens you know your lifestyle. Yeah, well, I also mix in um, you know the, the paleo diet, um, which is most which is a lot of meat, but but yeah. they don't eat grains, and right. I avoid grains. I, I eat them on a, maybe a Saturday once a week. Right. I'll allow myself that, but mm-hmm. during the week I don't eat bread. Okay, um, and uh, you know. I, and that's yeah. something else that I realize that, yeah. that I do. Now, paleo, paleo is, is just shades of Atkins, right? Yeah, in, in the sense that it's... Uh, now, th- th- they don't go with anything that has been really uh, uh, grown like, you know, through, through agriculture, like right. the grains, um, or anything processed like right. that. And Atkins was, was the original, I think, low-carb diet. Right. 
So, and everybody's, you know, just like telling it like it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, everyone has a different perspective. In, in your body chemistry is going to be different. Mm -hmm. There are people, um, you know, I lived in, in Asia all those years, and I'd say that the, you know, uh, Japanese and other Asians, mm -hmm. that they're far more carb tolerant yes. than we are. I mean, I looked at things and said, Jesus, if I eat that much rice yeah. or any other types of carbs, I'll get, I'll get fat. Well, right, and 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 Not just me. Oh. Asian diets are are are, are heavily fish influenced. Yes, and yeah. and when they do eat meat, it's usually bits and pieces. Yes. So you know they'll have noodles, and there'll be little bits and pieces. They don't have a big, huge right. eight ounce, twelve ounce steak. Oh no, yeah. and that and that's one of the comments they made in the in the show is that they said that the they call it the Western diet. Yeah. And that we flipped it. We have a giant piece of meat and yeah. two carrots, you know, two yeah. little tiny carrots, yeah. and and uh, they said that at minimum, if you just flip that, you'll be better. Yeah, you know. Now I happen to have gone. I, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of guy, so I uh, um, uh, I'm going to go into it wholeheartedly. And uh, you know, John John is uh, uh, all kidding aside. He's ten years my senior, and uh, uh, in great health as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and thin and well uh, and and works out heavily. Yeah. You know? yeah. For for you know, he gets his walker out there and that's loads it, it up at the plate. Get plates it out and there, and that's right. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you'd be thrilled to hear that's that. That's great. Uh, Glad to hear. Yeah, it. so we'll 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 keep you informed on that. But uh, uh, John, we we have a topless report. Okay. And I looked for some stuff that were that that you would enjoy. All right. Um, there, uh, John and I both have been uh, exposed, literally, to um, young ladies and gentlemen, but mainly young ladies. Thank God. Um, uh, walking through the hotel and, and uh, various uh, modes of undress, yeah. uh, doing whatever, but mainly either coming or going to the pools uh, or their rooms. Uh, we've, we've seen them in bathrobes. We've seen them in nothing. Uh, well, there, there are now uh, room fees and fines being discussed that will be levied onto your room uh, for breaking the decency rules of the hotel. Ah. Yes. So, so you know, don't move anything in the mini bar because the lasers will go off, uh, and uh, and keep your clothes on. What do you think, John? Well, I I, I think that's problematic. Yeah, yeah, it is Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that I think that's an inappropriate level of policing by the hotel, and I, I think it's just another way to just suck a couple more dollars out of you. Yeah, and, and how how are they going to prove that? And I don't like to. I mean. Part of the reason, if people come to Las Vegas, yeah. and then they, they write on what, wherever, social media, Yelp, whatever, they didn't like it, right. is because they have in their mind an expectation of old Las Vegas. Right. And now they're coming here, and it is being ruined. I think the hotels are doing that. And, the, you know, we talked about it before. Mm -hmm. They're charging you for parking. Why? Yeah. You know, come on. We got the desert. We have all kinds of places, to, you know, for... We got a lot of room. Yeah. And, you know, the MGM... They're not adding any more rooms to the current hotel. Right. So what is it? What, they don't have any more space in the park. They got to they got to charge money. It's just it's another money grab. You know? Well, and the the problem is, especially you know when it, as it regards the, the its perception to locals. Yeah. Um, it's an insult. Yeah. Uh, it, it it is no more than trying to suck more dollars out of yeah. our wallets. Yeah. And and um, you know again, I I'm not privy to the numbers yet. And I don't know if we ever will be, but right now, all it has done is insulted people. I, I have not heard of any reports regarding a, an influx of cash. Yeah. Uh, did it work for them? Is it what they wanted? I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, and, and last 
podcast, John, uh, we talked about uh, the new red light, green light, uh, free oh, drink thing. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, come on. You know, I mean, the, the, I know for a fact that the liquor and wine distributors in town often give deep discounts to the casinos because they know they're going to get the, the stock. Yeah. And, and, and come on, samples are just fine. And that's all they're giving away are samples. You know, a bottle of water actually seemingly is the most expensive because it's the bottle and the water. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I went to, I went to a concert at T-Mobile for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the Fourth of July over the Fourth of July weekend, mm-hmm. so I noticed, oh, geez, that's going to be it's going to be crazy down there, right? You know? um, and I get an email from the from T-Mobile early. Goes, hey, you can you can buy a parking mm-hmm. only only ten dollars for for what length of time for for the for the concert? Oh, for, for, the, for the concert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, well, oh, really? Well, fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm going to go park at the Indeed. Tropicana. Tropicana still doesn't charge, right? And my intention was I'll go there and I'll use a valet because if right. I'm going to give 10 bucks, I'm going to give it to the valet people so they can yeah. split that up, make another 50 cents, whatever, yeah. uh, amongst them, uh, instead of just giving it to the hotel to make them richer. Right. Uh, I ended up, couldn't get close to the, to the valet, so I parked in the parking lot. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, it's, it's about a 15-minute walk. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather be in motion walking. Sure. Uh, it's, the weather's nice, especially when the concert lets out. Mm-hmm. And no traffic, I thought... Yeah, the trap. Right you on you the pop freeway. right out on yep. uh, what trap? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right through, and you yeah pop right out on. Well, see, the now Tropicana is an example of of what Vegas used to be. Yeah, they're they're struggling, you know, and they have been struggling for probably the last ten years, uh, back and forth with owners, and um, uh, you know, of course, they offer free parking because they want to have the people there. They want the opportunity for the, that person coming to or going or coming from the concert to maybe throw a couple of quarters right that's the way the town used to be so i don't know i I, you know i I think the tropicana should stay exactly within its policy yeah and and get all that rollover yeah you know i don't know if you did you spend any money i mean that was my intention it didn't work out that way but but next time next time but i heard that robert irvine you know from the food network the chef yeah the chef he just opened a restaurant and he did and there's a giant poster of him facing a uh, north oh, okay. <laughs> Las Vegas <Well>. Boulevard yeah <laughs> yeah I caught that yeah yeah so but yeah that was that was my intention and you know the Trump they, they used to have they used to have the Follies Berger mm-hmm. you know we worked there and it was just kind of sad that every t- place they turn it's another Cirque du Soleil show and no offense to them it's a gr- it's great and everything but can we have a little variety can we have people come here they kind of want to see the showgirl reviews, you right. know, that's just what, that's in their, that's in the popular imagination. Right, right. So if you come here and you can't see that, that's, that's, well, that's disappointing. I know, I know. Well, we'll, we'll see, we'll keep a, keep an eye on that one. Now, here's another one. Uh, in 2009, there was an attempt by one of the strip club owners, right. uh, exotic dance clubs, uh, to have a mobile unit, mm. meaning that uh, in an effort to advertise, because the strip clubs are off the strip, uh, yeah. uh, uh, significantly so, uh, and uh, they wanted to drive business towards there. So we have, uh, we have, unfortunately, we have those large uh, billboard cars that are always driving with advertisements. Yeah. Um, and some are fun to look at, some not so much. But uh, the strip clubs tried this in 2009, and they Clark County, which is the the county that we're in here in Las Vegas, uh, said, "Oh, that that no, we're not going to allow that because they, they weren't naked, but they were in you know they were." basically driving a stage around and they were dancing and, mm. and and they said 
uh, initially it was a safety issue because they they were worried about them. You know, you know I would be worried. Car too. wreck. Yeah, you, maybe but you get some guys go in there and hold them up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and uh, well, apparently there's been another attempt to do this uh, by a different strip club owner, and once again. Clark County said no. Now, that, that 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 ends the story. But as I was researching this, I found out that there was a guy that actually got so far as to have his vehicle uh, uh, on the road driving while uh, the license was being looked at, and he ha- it was a one stripper pole situation mm. in the open. It was not enclosed. Uh, whereas the other ones were, they were in like a little glass like booth, a cage or something. Yeah, yeah kind of like driving around an Amsterdam window, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and the guy was driving around an open stripper pole, with one girl on it, and he got actually closer than the strip clubs <laughs> to licensing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I guess if somehow they he could show that she was strapped to the pole, <laughs> so that in case of an accident, you know, she was she was secure. That. Yeah, I mean something like the you know the rose parade or, or the you know the, to show the, <laughs> the entertainers were safe. That's what we need a Las Vegas themed parade yeah. like that. You know, I exactly. used to joke when they were coming out with all the themed hotels, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the Bellagio and then there were Mandalay Bay and the Venetian yeah. and the Paris. I said they don't. What they need next is a Las Vegas themed hotel. Uh, and agreed. you know, and the 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 front desk agents would be topless. There you go. That was my idea, you, you know, go. and I thought, there you go. I mean, it's Las Vegas themed. Oh, no. You know, especially what, you know, I, I think the far right has more influence in Vegas than, than everybody thinks of. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. nobody could take it, you know. But uh, no, I think a Las Vegas parade would be hysterical if they just let it go. I mean, we have yeah. the gay pride parade, which is, you know, wild enough. Um, but uh, uh, Las Vegas, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the giant. Now, I can understand if they're, if they were seeing the guy's driving around, he's got a stripper on a pole. Yeah. It might cause an accident because who's not going to look? Exactly. Right. I can understand that. Exactly. Part there, but if you're kind of driving slow on the strip, whatever, you're at a signal. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I I would default towards a safety issue. Yeah. Um, but I, unfortunately, I, I think a lot of their decision making was more of a moral issue. They don't want naked girls driving down the strip, mm. which is kind of you know backwards because we have you know scantily clad billboards and or the billboards aren't yeah. the women on them yeah. are. Um, you know, and but again, you know, it's it, uh, in a parade atmosphere. I think it'd be hysterical, giant, you know, penis balloons and beer balloons, and I think it'd be fantastic. It just, yeah. you know, and then underdog <laughs> in the middle of it. But um, yeah, no, no, a big no for the for the uh, mobile strip club. So we'll keep trying, guys. John and I will vote for it. Yeah, we'll vote for it. <laughs> well, John, it's time for the nerd alert. Uh, this is Adam's segment normally, but we're going to do it today. Um, uh, we are doing uh, uh, a, a relatively popular podcast. Oh, and great. Uh, yeah, lots of subscribers, lots of listeners. And it brought up, uh, I wanted to look into some things because I had overheard someone talking about an app or apps that overclock podcasts. Now, hmm. for those of you that love to build computers or know a lot about computers, overclocking just means that you're speeding it up so it can do more work. Well, there, there is an app that will overclock what we're doing right now to a one point, they'll increase it like a 1.8 speed hmm. where it doesn't warp the voices, but you can turn a 50 to 60 minute podcast into about 32 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. Now, do you now you listen to this podcast? Yes. Uh, do you do you listen to others? 
Uh, I listen to Jimmy Dore. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I, yeah, I do listen to. Some okay. Of stuff. Now, now, you know, John is a very busy person with his uh, employment, and uh, as am I, and I just don't know that I need to listen to him that fast, and nor do I listen to that many where I need to jam these into my brain faster. Well, it's interesting because looking at it from my point of view, you know, linguistically, mm-hmm. um, particularly with men that uh, starting around age 35, mm-hmm. our ability to parse language, meaning we hear the sounds of, of language and in our heads, you know, we decode it and we, we, we derive meaning from it. Right. Our ability to, to parse the language begins to decrease. Okay. Um, and with women, it doesn't really start until about 50. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that when, when men and women hit about 60, they're on about an equal equal level there so sometimes a woman complain he just doesn't listen to me well he may not be processing it Mm -hmm. so you know language has evolved where you know if if you watch a movie uh it 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 may imitate in a lot of ways natural speech it sounds like somebody would say that it doesn't sound like somebody would read it but it's still not authentic because authentic speech if you were to listen to this and go back and you know uh, make a transcript Mm -hmm. of this podcast or anything where it's natural speech, you're going to have a lot of what we call disfluencies, things like, oh, and well, repetitions. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. We all do that. <laughs> we all do that because we are thinking and, process and, and producing speech in real time. Yes. But there's also, on the other side, our interlocutor, the person who's listening to us. Mm-hmm. These, these false starts, these disfluencies, the repetitions, um, they allow that person time to process what you just said. Right. And since we do listen for meaning... Uh, you know, a lot of things, if you, even grammatically, people are going to say, well, that's not, th- they made a grammatical mistake. Well, yeah, because we have a spoken grammar, it's different than a written grammar, yes. which is more permanent. So, yet allowing that, so speeding things up, I would think, even if it's the voice doing mm. that, is going to put more demands on a person's cognition to, 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 their, to their language resources in order to parse and, and, and understand what somebody's saying. Now, well, now, does that translate to a, a diminished um, capacity to retain? Yeah, I think it would because, again, with repetition, mm-hmm. we know it, it's really interesting that they, they've done some studies uh, recently which show things, for example, that people will retain more from a lecture mm-hmm. where they take the notes by hand rather than typing them on a laptop. Okay. Somehow the connection between the hand physically writing the words down rather than punching keys, even if you're a touch typist like I am, right. um, helps the retention of the material. I would agree. And they found that people reading a physical paper-bound book, mm-hmm. retention is better than on an e-book. Right. Um, again, it's something uh, tacile. Maybe the, the action of flipping the pages. Um, we have evolved as a animal, as a species, to manipulate objects. Mm-hmm. So we haven't evolved to the point where we, we can manipulate those objects virtually. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it could be that, that the retention's there. I would think that, again, longer time, you have longer time to think about something, mm-hmm. you're likely to remember more. Unless it's just, I listen to it, and five minutes later, it's, it's gone. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard stories, you know, regarding, like, uh, audiobooks, obviously, are very popular. Yeah. Same, yeah. same concept as yeah. podcasts. And um, there is no retention. 
Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could ask them an hour later and they just, they, they do right. not know what they read. Yeah. They enjoyed it while they read it. Yeah. But they don't yeah, know what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't know how I feel about overclocking an app. You know, I, I, I go to great lengths. I mean, involved, I'm involved in the editing of this podcast and, and, the, and the production of it. And, and in doing so, I, um, yeah, I'm doing it right now. I, um, I, I want to improve, I, I see need for and want to improve the oration. And uh, I, I've gotten better, you know, as far as that is concerned. Uh, but um, you know, if people are going to speed it up. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, you know, at what time? At what point do I no, no longer make the effort? Yeah. You know, if they, I could just you know read what's on this page right here. You know, and that and that's it. You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, and, and one point eight. I, you know, I, I've listened to it I, specifically at one point eight. There really is no different difference. Um, but still, I, I, I don't know. It also, in reading, uh, we found this as well, that um, there are books, you know, mostly I, I have to deal with, with written um, things, you know, written works, both fiction and nonfiction for kids. Right. Um, National Geographic, which is a fine, they make a great magazine, documentaries, and they write a series of books for kids, which are really bad, I think, mm -hmm. because they, they try to boil a subject down to a bunch of bullet points. Mm -hmm. And they give you a lot of information with no elaboration. Okay. And so, for example, they'll, they'll talk about uh, gorillas. You know, there are 900 varieties of species of gorillas in the world. Most of them live in Malaysia, but some live in Africa. Uh, gorillas eat bananas. Uh, except for the ones here. And it's just like every <laughs> sentence has new information. Right. And you can't have, you need to have some elaboration yeah. on that so it allows you to process it. So, yeah, if you just read things off bullet list one by one, no one's going to remember anything. It's like that kid when he gives his book report and he said, it's really, 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 really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with that kid, trust me. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, now, John, just so people know your background, uh, John not only worked with me as a concierge yeah. at the Venetian Hotel, but now... He's, uh, what would you call your industry? What is your industry? Um, educational publishing. Educational publishing. Yeah, originally I was educational publisher. I, I now work for a nonprofit educational research agency. Okay. Um, but what I do is um, um, help develop with states, I work with states, mm -hmm. to develop their standardized assessments for, for English language arts. Okay. Uh, when I first got in, I thought, wow, this is great. Every kid in America is going to hate me because I make those yeah. tests they all hate. You know, yeah. I fill in the... But what I found out is that as much as the kids don't like us, teachers hate us more. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, they're, they're bitter because of their pay, I think. Well, yeah, <laughs> and also it's politicized. It's no, that's politicized. True. However, lately, what's been nice, I've been able to work... Uh, with diagnostic sort of assessments. Okay. So these are working with teachers okay. so to, to uh, better guide their instruction. Now, is it helpful to have that, that level of input? The, t the teacher? Oh, it always is. I mean, very is, often okay. when I, I read teachers' blogs and they say, who wrote this test? They were an asshole. They're a moron, whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, we don't write anything that's never reviewed. Right. If we write, you know, if I write a test question um, uh, today... It might appear live where the student is actually assessed on it two years from now. Oh, God. When it goes through okay. the various committees, it goes through uh, the state, it goes through teacher committees. Uh, they look at it and edit it or so whatever. So there's a political there's filter. Very political. That's That's okay. been kind of the one thing. It's just like, you know, I wasn't expecting when I when I got in the industry. Yeah. was just yeah. the whole. Because on the one hand, we need to make the, uh, there's the demands to make things more rigorous. Mm -hmm. But then when you do that, like anything else, if I, hey, if I can lift that weight 10 times, mm -hmm. 
Well, let me add a little more weight to the bar. Hey, now I can only lift it eight times. I don't like that, that I can only lift something eight times. Right. I was lifting it 10 before. So the, yeah. the kids' scores come down at first because the, the test is more difficult. Well, the parents don't like that. My kids' scores came down. How come? Well, because we're really starting to test something a little, with a little more muscle to yeah. it than They'd, just asking them basic recall. Yeah. They'd rather have the test results rather than the actual. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, we'll go. But uh, thank you so much, John. I, I find, you know, linguistics uh, and the English language to be, uh, I love it. I, 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 unfortunately, it's a bastardized version that we use today. So I don't know. I don't know if I love that. <laughs> uh, but uh, back to the nerd alert. Uh, we've talked about Uber on the show before, mm. and um, I'm back to it. I have more naked drivers. More naked drivers? No, no, no. Well, not for me at least. Um, I did take Uber. I saw it so uh, in California. Now, were you smoking a dope at the same I time? I was not. So you didn't I get two not, monkeys on no. your mouth? No? <laughs> no, no, two birds. No, I was sober as a judge. Uh, I had a, I had a, a good experience, uh, and I have to say that there are portions of it that I thought were uh, are are clearly an improvement over the standard taxi ride. However. I still say there's a safety issue and an oversight issue. And I recently talked to um, an insurance agent that was helping me uh, for my company. Mm -hmm. And we got to talking about Uber and something I didn't think of. There is a significant gap in insurance, meaning that an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, whoever these are, these independent contractors, and I have a a, a direct relationship with this happening uh, through my wife. And... uh, the insurance can lapse and Uber won't know. And if you were to be in an accident with that driver, your spouse, your significant other, your family cannot go after anybody, most importantly Uber. And they call it an insurance gap. And that is, I think that's the most damning evidence for it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. I had not heard of that. But uh, uh, this insurance agent, well, it, she's very knowledgeable and excellent at her job. And uh, she brought that up. And I thought, wow, that's huge. That's huge. However, I have to say, I did have a, a good experience. Um, on the other side of it, of course, I, you've heard Uber got hacked. and Actually, yeah, this yeah. is not the first time. Uh, but, uh, what do you, uh, I mean, do you have Uber? Have you Ubered? I, I, you know, I have an account just as an emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when I have to travel, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I call uh, local taxi company, usually Deluxe, okay. yeah. and arrange, and they're almost, if it's particularly if it's a really early morning mm-hmm. flight, I think they're, all, they're always fine. But in case something happened... I have a backup with Uber. So, yeah, I have the app. I have an account, but I've never used it. Okay. Or not yet. Okay. I can't say I'm going to you know, be jumping in all the time. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't drink, so I, I don't need it for that. And I, I don't have all these wild parties that people do. Uh, but um, I, that, that insurance thing is, that, that's an uh, insurmountable yeah, yeah. obstacle, in, in my opinion. Uh, but um, I don't know. And I didn't realize that uh, um, these independent contractors can be Uber and Lyft, and they can be all of them at one time. Oh, was that right? I didn't, I didn't know, know that, that either. Yeah, because I saw the stickers in this guy's car, and I asked him. And he said, yeah, they don't mind. And apparently right now, but it's going to change in three weeks. I don't know what that meant. But uh, he said Uber pays better than mm. Lyft. But in three weeks, Uber is changing their structure, and then Lyft is going to pay better. So they're going to drive for Lyft more. I see. So I don't know. Um but uh, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, an example of tech that is um, both the overclocking of podcast and Uber is um, untested. I, I I don't know. We, I think we're we're Uber is such a a giant company now, but I think it's there there's some holes. Yeah, yeah. scary holes. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I I spent so 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 many years away that people would sometimes ask, oh, what is it that you missed? 
when you come back to the U.S. that you really appreciated that mm. when you were gone? And, and, and I know the answer that I gave them isn't what they wanted to hear. Um, it was that, it, is that um, yeah, I really was appreciative of regulations okay. on, on everything like that. Because yeah. very often you go places just like, holy shit, I just tripped over, over a um, uh, construction rebar mm-hmm. sticking out of the street. You can't have this. So you got to bend it over. Mm-hmm. That's long. You got to sue the right. other. Said, well, you know, hey, uh, stairs have to you know, meet a uh, requirement, stairs and how wide they are and the, the steepness of it, right? right. There, there are building codes. Right. They don't have them in other places. We go there and it's like, wait a minute, you know, I, I missed the step because, you know, you're, you program your, your head and your body that you know how deep the stairs are right. and they will change um, sometimes from building to building. Okay. Or like, you know, there was a department store I used to go to in Japan that had escalators on the way up, but none on the way down. You had to take stairs. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and then they would stock up their, their, they would have extra boxes and stuff. They just put it in the stairwell. Well, that was a real fire hazard. Yeah. I saw it. I said, you can't sure. do that. Now, John, uh, John's traveled extensively. Yeah. And uh, recently, uh, extensively to uh, uh, Philippines. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that's the same. I mean, I'm, regulations are, are lax. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. Now, now, Manila, right, is the... Is the Manila is the hub there. And that's, yeah. the, and that's the most... You, there are areas of Manila that are very modern. More yeah, of a metro- yeah. uh, metropolis. It is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Because I mean, you've. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Metro Manila. Uh, you hear a lot of people from the Philippines. I'm from Manila. Well, it's kind of like Clark County in the sense that mm-hmm. Manila is a lot of smaller cities combined. Okay. Maybe like Greater London. Okay. Like that. So there's Quezon City, and yeah. there's you know there's other ones that they'll say they'll just say that's yeah, Manila yeah. because it, it's in the area. But you travel well past that. I mean, you yeah, you, you way take, up north. Yeah, you, you, uh, you fly into Manila and. Yeah, take, take, take buses and buses and, and burrows and yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of burrow yet, but buses and, and what they call the uh, no, they have burrows the, in Philippines. Yeah, the, the tricycle. Uh, the tri- oh yes, the tricycle, which, it like, which is local transportation. Yeah, it's like a, it's a motorcycle with a sidecar. Okay, and I need a picture of you on that. Yeah, uh, well, yes, next time, please. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, so it's a motorcycle basically Not with a, a jitney, sidecar. Though. A jeepney, something jeepney, else. Jeepney, yeah. something else. Yeah. But but yeah, the jeepney is also kind of. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a bus that's yes. privately owned, and the guy goes on a route, okay. and you know, you, I want to go to this place. Well, he'll drop you off there, right? And then you kind of he waits until it's full, mm-hmm. and then which usually doesn't take too long, and then they they, they take off, okay. And people jump on and jump off, and, okay. And right. uh, so again, it's it's it, it, that's a little more free spirit. Then mm-hmm. I don't think that they're regulated like that, but but they do advertise, you know, their their route, or people people know that. So it's okay. a good way of transportation. Well, I I, uh, I want to see you in the sidecar with the goggles and the and the leather skull cap, and you know, like the Indiana yep. Jones. Yep. I, I need to see that. So well, take a picture it's actually. interesting also is that I, I, I I'm I'm thankful that i'm not really big yeah i'm only five seven <laughs> okay if i were six two or something like that right. and I 180 190 i would have a really difficult time yeah. getting in and out of that of that sidecar that okay um but again most most you know the asians are they're not they tend not to be as big as how much Westerners. is a ride how much is it oh that's the other nice thing even a taxi cab uh-huh. in manila which is you know it's a taxi cab it's like a taxi cab here it's air conditioned sure, and sure. everything uh what would cost me you know Going from my house here in Henderson mm-hmm. to the airport is about 15 minutes, and it runs around forty dollars mm-hmm. on the regular taxi. In Manila, it would be about four dollars at most, probably. Okay. Yeah, transportation in the Philippines very cheap, but usually the um, the standard fare on the uh, tricycle to go, you know, a couple miles is uh, about thirty pesos. 
mm-hmm. which would be, you know, it's uh, 65, 70 cents. Wow. Yeah. Or a chicken. I could give them a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> chicken would be worth more. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll uh, John is definitely going to be back on many more times. We'll talk about his travels for sure. Uh, but in keeping with John's background as a linguist, uh, we are going to talk about next uh, the language of Las Vegas. I, I found an um, interesting site. It was more of a glossary of terms, uh, some of which are, are, are old. You know, old time that my father would know them. Uh, others are still used today. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, J- John, uh, John has these in front of him, or he knows them. Uh, number one, bad beat. Bad beat. Bad beat. Tough loss, it means. It means a bad beat. Uh, it's a poker term. Yeah. Most people know that by now with all these weenie poker players that they're yeah. famous. Um, uh, th- you know, it's it's when you have a hand and you know you got the guy beat and he's got he's got one card better than you, you know, one hand better, uh, and uh, you, you're all in. You lost all your money. It's a, it's a bad beat, but uh, yeah. uh, I think it's a great term for uh, uh, today. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's especially it, even without being cards, it could be a bad beat. Everybody's have a bad beat for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, now. Have, in your discussions and, and research of, of language, do you have, when you were talking about the political filter, yeah, uh, you, do you have the most difficulty with colloquialisms? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the work that I've done also, even as a teacher, and I've taught here in Nevada, uh, at the, at the um, College of Southern Nevada, right. and I taught in Washington State, Clark College, right. and in, in Portland, Portland um, City College, and in California also, and I teach, you know, uh, second language learners, mm-hmm. the immigrants mm-hmm. mostly, um, who who are adults. And one of the standards always is that they understand figurative language or colloquials. It's like, well, which expression should we use? Because language always evolves. And something that might have been current uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago is no right. longer used. Right. You know? And it's funny, I listen to my, my father's 90, 94 and he's like a dinosaur, a linguistic dinosaur. Right. Um, because he'll still say things like, uh, or some foxy chicks. <laughs> I thought, you know, you're the last person alive who says that, I mean, in right. real time, because no one has said that since the 70s. Right. Um, you know, so languages, but a lot of these terms, you know, come out of gambling, they come out of the underground. Sure. Uh, and then, they, and then they, they rise up. But yes, colloquial language is often um, the most difficult because, again, it's, it's, it has a specialized meaning. Sure. And if you don't know what that specialized meaning is, then you're lost because you can't just piece together the meaning of the words individually right, and, and derive right. it. Uh, and it was and it was oftentimes race specific. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that number two, uh, a, a buck, and I use this today. Mm. You know, if I say a buck and a half, I mean one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a buck means one hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it's absolutely used today, or at least I do. I don't know. I'm getting older. Mm. But, uh, you know, a buck and a half, you know, two bucks, uh, you know, it's at that. Now, when I use it outside of when I go visit, you know, family or, or, or friends, um, I, uh, I, I will say that. And oftentimes I get a little strange, you know, an eyebrow, mm. like, what do you mean by that? Do you mean a dollar? You know, yeah. buck, bill. buck and Now, number three is an interesting one. I knew of it because of my father, chalk eater. I hadn't heard that. Chalk eater is is referred to a a, um, a, a favorite better. Mm. No, well one one derivation of it uh, comes from 
when betting and, and numbers runners used a chalkboard uh, and uh, you ate that particular better because he bet so much, ate through the chalk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are other methods but, you know, or descriptions, but I believe that's the one that sounds most appropriate to me. But it means the f- a favorite better of the house, mm. chalk eater. Uh, number four, a flea. Now, I knew that. Oh, yeah. well, and the opposite of flea is a George. Yeah, yeah. Now, flea is the worst kind of comp hunter. It's a terrible gambler. They, they throw down two bucks, lose the two bucks, and, and ask one. for a steak dinner. Yeah, yep. You know, and it still happens today. Yeah. And they still call them fleas. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's becoming less and less. Or, you know, fewer and fewer people use that term. Now, a George is a good guy. I mean, he's, he's, he knows how to gamble. He knows how to tip. He knows what taking care of people means. So, flea and George. And I and I uh, I totally want to use those uh, nowadays <laughs> for everybody. Now, uh, a vig. Do you know what vig is? Yes, that's yeah? that's the uh, that's what you have to pay. It's the juice. It's the, the bookie's juice. commission. Uh, it's any commission actually, but there's vigs on on many of the gambling tables. Um, the the full wor- word is vigorish, but it's the it's the it's the commission. It's the percentage taken by the house. Yeah. Uh, so and and uh, and the mob. In the mob, that's, <laughs> that's the, right. they, they use that. You don't want the vig yeah. to grow on that's you. That's right. Now, I love this one. I had never heard this one before. Uh, a Marian Sam. I hadn't heard that either until I, I read know. that. It uh, means it a minister at a chapel. Marian Sam. Now, uh, I looked it up, and honestly, I, I could not find enough information that I felt comfortable you know, saying this is what it, where it came from. Yeah, because I haven't heard that. But uh, Marian Sam met, met the minister, and it was most used back in the Sinatra days. Yeah, they talked about that. Well, we have a tradition here in Las Vegas. I, I mean, my sister, one of the times she got married, uh, I lost track of how many times. <laughs> uh, but she uh, got married huh. in Reno. You know, we were living in California. And she got married in Reno, and well, I'm going to go up there for the wedding. I'm, right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 18 or 19. Sure. And we go to the hotel, and a guy comes pick us up in a limousine, take us to the chapel. Okay. All right, great. This is part of the service. He right. takes us in. He gets out of the car, comes in. Do you need a ring? He had a whole display. No, oh. no, we got the ring. Okay, good. Then he goes in and he snaps on the collar. He was also the minister. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you can, you, I mean, was he legitimate? I guess he was. <laughs> I mean, the marriage was legitimate. So you find that here. You know, you find these the people who have, they get it. Oh, yeah. We have drive-through, well, drive-through marry, drive-through divorce. That's right. Yeah. If you, you don't do make it, you can make it halfway down the strip and say, no, I don't think so. You know, we used to have those, there's places that would have the, um, Costume weddings, remember they were like the aliens sure. you get married on a spaceship. Still or, do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, but no one ever asked me for that. I mean, the only thing I ever got Elvis. was an Elvis. Yeah. I yeah. got uh, oh gosh. What did I get? I Elvis a lot. Yeah, I got Elvis. And they and they had they have packages. They have yeah, Elvis packages. Yeah. Elvis I got um, medieval times. They wanted to dress up as the you know, King Arthur <laughs> knight styles yeah. and, and uh, do that. And um, zombie. At the at the very end of my tenure at mm. the Venetian, um, uh, when everybody left me, you left me. Yeah, I did. I'm gonna say it every time. I escaped and I you did. You did. Yeah. You did. I think you were last out and then me. Yeah, I went over the barbed yeah. wire. Uh, but uh, but um, at the last uh, days, I did one that was a zombie wedding, more popular nowadays because of Walking Dead and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but no, generally no, that yeah, weddings, you know. The, the oddest request I ever got was a guy who showed up to the desk absolutely plastered. Yeah. And he goes, I'm staying here tomorrow. I said, good, good for you. See I'm you getting married. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. He says, I want, tonight, he says, I, he goes, I want to experience the best and the worst. He goes, what's the grungiest place you can get me into? I want a, I want a, a shithole. Okay. I want to stay there tonight, and I'm going to stay here tomorrow. Uh, all right. Well, I have to know the guy who, who worked at the Del Mar. 
Oh my! You know the one? <laughs> yes, I remember the Del Mar. Yeah, yeah. They found somebody dead once. It was stuffed in the um, in the in the uh, air vent. Air you know, and as right. they started to smell, it's just like, yeah, right. the Del Mar advertised mirrors on the ceiling and hourly rates. Yeah. So if they're full now, just wait a while. A room will open up any minute now. That's right. Highly recommended by owner. Highly recommended <laughs> by the owner. Yeah. So I called him. I said, good. I'm sending you down to the Del Mar. I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> That's funny. Unless you end up stuffed in an air vent. <laughs> well, number seven on the list is a mush. A mush is a better who is bad luck. Mm. On the other side of it, on the more on the administrative side, would be the cooler. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our our co-host normally, Adam, Adam was kind of a cooler. They yeah. sent him in to to knock out, um, uh, you know, lucky lucky betters. Yeah. But a mush. It's funny how superstitious they are about that. They'll oh blame gosh, the dealer yes. when it's pure pure chance. Yeah, so oh yeah. Get get another dealer in there. Or oh, something yeah. else. Changing dice, changing cards. Do something like that. You know, that. and and it used to be it used to be a, a good luck for the house to change cards and clip the corners right there at the table. They don't do that anymore now yeah. because there's too many cards to do. Uh, but yeah, they used to, they, that's used to, and all it was was uh, uh, just, just to get the cycle out. Yeah. You know, there was a bad run of cards for the house. Uh, but, uh, or, you know, the dealer, they, they, you know, people don't believe this when I, when they see the movie, uh, William H. Macy, it was a movie called The Cooler with mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin, great performances. Um, but people never believe me when, it, and it's true. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not scientific. Yeah. It's just that, that change. And a lot of times, you know, uh, um, the change would be male to female. You know, you'd be with a male uh, uh, a dealer and the female would come in and, man, that table would go dead or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. But most people would get up. I mean, real gamblers would be like, nah, I'm not, you know, the woman comes in and, and people will say, no way, I'm out, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, number eight, uh, uh, and this is this is old school. This is this is back in the, the, the uh, what was the, the movie um, with uh, Paul Newman, Robert Edford, The Sting. Oh. Yeah, The Sting. Well, that even before my time. That's right. A uh, pigeon, also known as a plunger or a steamer. And uh, it's a person who chases their bets. And chasing a bet means uh, they, they, just, they, they, they just keep going up and up and up, trying to get back the money that they're losing. Yeah. So you bet one, you lose that, you bet two. Yeah. You bet two, you lose that, you bet three, or four, whatever. You double it. There's double chasers and all yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, uh, pigeon, obviously, that's yeah, obviously where that came from. Yeah. Now, plunger and steamer. Steamer, I get. Steamer, you know, the, the, the reference is the steam engine just plotting ahead. Yeah. Now, plunger, I, you know, I guess like plunging into a pool, you're going to go, f you know, full force into the bets. Uh, but uh, I love those. I lo those are old school. Yeah. You just, you, you, yeah, you can just yeah, yeah. Because the, the uh, plunge would would um, would, would have, carry that nuance that that you're not thinking. You're just going full force. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well put. Uh, number nine: a sawdust or a grind joint. We have those here. Yes. We have Del, Del Mar, although it wasn't a casino. <laughs> no, uh, sawdust or a grind joint. Yeah. Uh, casino for low rollers. Yeah. I like that was the description. I love that. Yeah. I put that yeah, on the, on the they, pre-show. They grind you down little by little. That's right. Like, That's like right. Like a whetstone. Uh, oh, grind joints. What do we have? Grind joints. Downtown. Have, they sell El Cortez. The El Camote. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some of them are still. I mean, that was. It's kind of sad when when some of these places go down. Yeah. Or they renovate. Why? I liked it when it was a dump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the El, El Cortez, 
uh, has been around many, many, many. I mean, back in the days of yeah. Bugsy, yeah. you know. And uh, in fact, honestly, when in the movie Bugsy, when he's looking at what's going to be the flamingo, he technically should have been looking right at the El Rancho. Down the street was the El Cortez. Yeah. They were already there. It was yeah. just an error of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the El Cortez, which then became known as the El Commode, yeah. um, had the best steakhouse in town. Mm. Oh, man, you could get a bone-in, crazy, giant ribeye steak. And it was amazing, but yeah, it's a grind joint. Yeah, it's yeah, a grind joy. yeah. And that was a, it was it was at the lure you in there. Oh yeah, and then yeah. grind you down. And so. we have we have grind strip clubs and grind joints. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the silver dollar, silver slipper. Yeah. You know, there some of them are. That was of, a Bob Stupak place. It was. Yeah, I it mean was. that would get that's where you know it gets really comical. Yes. Where he had, I think he had the golden slipper, and the silver slipper was a rival casino and then he bought the silver slipper mm-hmm. closed it down and renamed the golden slipper the silver slipper okay you know so yeah. it was something like wait a minute wasn't that the golden slipper yeah well, he was, what happened to the silver slipper they closed the silver but now this one's the silver slipper <laughs> well number 10 last on the list uh, is the pencil and uh, I knew this one because uh, I have a lot of friends in the gaming industry had um, and uh, the pencil is a person of authority, uh, generally speaking. But it was generally referred to the, the, the pit boss because he had the comp pad with a pencil. Uh-huh. And, uh, if you, you know, it's still the procedure is still the same. Yeah. You know, when they're wandering around the pit, it's usually the, 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 the pissy-looking guy in the, the, with the gray suit in the middle. Doesn't yeah. want to be there. Yeah. Had a hard night before. And um, you you would tap him uh, on the on the arm to you know, say hey I, I, can you look at my play and and he writes down a comp and he usually comps you to the buffet first and then so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the pencil, I love that. I yeah. love that. We need to we need to make a, a, a small what uh, docudrama about uh, about yeah. they call it the pencil. Pencils. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that was great, John. Yeah. Um, we're gonna move right into the concierge chronicle. Uh, again, John and I, uh, we, uh, we have a common background. Uh, we're not in the industry currently, but we were in industry uh, far too long yeah. uh, as concierge at the Venetian Hotel. And uh, we, uh, we, I've been told uh, very graciously by many people that one of the things that they like about the show is the, is the fact that we talk about the truths of Vegas. Um, I'm not here you know, as a marketing tool or a campaign, and I'm not trying to you know, score advertising uh, you know, saying that all things are wonderful. We love Vegas, always have loved Vegas. I'm committed to it. Uh, but uh, we have some great stories uh, that, uh, that need to be told. Uh, John and I have talked about this a long time. Uh, so we're going to start with the good. Uh, and I'll, uh, we'll run through these quickly and just tell you what some things that have happened. Best story I have about the town is that uh, in, at the Venetian, we had, uh, we, it's still there, of course, it's the canal on the second floor and the yeah. canal shops yeah. were lots of high-end shopping. And uh, there is a gondola ride. It's not the canoes. Yeah, it's right. not the boats. Flume it's ride. Flume. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no drop. Um, it's the gondolas. And uh, it was very popular. It still is very popular and does sell out sometimes and gets very busy. Well, I, uh, there, there was a young lady that came down to the desk and she, long story short, she had a, a, had a daughter who had a, a severe case of MS and said that she was turned away uh, for whatever reason by the gondolier, you know, the scheduler. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's all this young lady wanted. That's all she wanted is to get on this boat. And I don't know if it was out of inconvenience because obviously she would need to have been, you know, carried in and out of the, out of the, yeah, uh, yeah. the vehicle. Um, well... 
I, uh, and I'm not blowing my own horn. I, I went and got a hotel manager. Uh, he and I uh, walked up there and actually quite upset that we were having to do this because it was, it was nonsense. And um, we went and talked to the supervisor and we said, listen, the, 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 this is all she wants. You know, and this town is not going to turn into this. And ultimately, we, we got the young lady on the boat. And, and honestly, I will never forget, as I'm walking away, I look back, and there's, a, there's bridges and all these things, and, I'm, and I look back, and there was, a, there was an absolute uh, sunlit smile on this girl's face, and all she wanted. So, so they're, 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 that's my good story. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it might have they might have even been in violation of the Americans with Disabilities well, I'm sh- Act. I'm sure. I mean, you can't you can't den- they deny probably, somebody just well, because you know, just because they're they're handicapped. Yeah, and he, he and he, I'm sure. Disabled. I, I, he, the kid that did it, you know, of course, skulked away and stayed in the dark while we were dealing with it. But um, it was out of sheer inconvenience. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. But oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's a good so, story. so what do you think? What's a what's a good story for you, John? Well, I remember we had um, uh, people came to the t- came to us. They were, they were they were a nice young young couple, and they were they, they told me flat out, "We're not staying in the hotel." And I thought, well, that's okay. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna what you're not. I'm not here just for the people who are who are actually booked a room. Right. You know, I mean, you, if you go to Disneyland, they don't give preference to the to the people who are staying in the Disneyland hotel. That's just I mean, it's that's convenient to get places. But, right. Um, but I said, well, what, what's the problem? Said, well, we have a, what we're eating here. We got a reservation at, it was Delmonico Valentino. It was one of yeah. those restaurants we had on the first floor. He goes, and my wife left her camera in the taxi cab. Oh, well, can you, t- can you describe the taxi? We always had to do this. People would get pissed off at me before. What do you mean? I don't know. It was a, okay. It's not my fault. Cause I'm trying to gather information. So I know who to, to call possibly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, or I could run out and ask the valet and, right. And, and they said, well, yeah. I said, okay, was it a sedan or was it like an SUV? Can we get it that way? And right. Kind of, okay. So, all right, all right. How long ago was it? Well, you know, we just realized at the time. I said, okay, go down and, go, go down and have your dinner. Okay. And come back when you're done and the desk and, 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 and I'll see if, you know, if I have any information sure. for you. So anyhow, I called the dispatch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was almost impossible to get through to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just said, oh, I had a guest. He just, you know, they came in here. And I don't remember. The, the, they knew it was a sedan. It wasn't an SUV. They don't know the color. They left their camera in the back seat. Right. I mean, if it's their phone, you can call the phone. I've done that, too. I love yeah, my oh phone. Yeah, fell sure. out, you know. But no, this wasn't. Okay, okay, we'll see what we can do. Well, uh, I got a, uh, a few minutes later, one of the, uh, 10 minutes later, um, one of the, um, one of the valet guys comes in. Mm. He said, somebody, a cab driver just dropped off a camera. Oh, Jesus, this is going to, right. you know, it absolutely made those people's day because right. they had, this was a film camera, so they didn't have uploading it to, to, the, to the iCloud, yeah, the cloud. to the cloud or whatever. So, I mean, they had pictures on there that were of, of yeah. great importance to them, and oh, they kind of thought they weren't going to get their camera back. Oh, yeah. You know, rarely did people, you know, did they... Not did in they cabs. Get, no, not in cabs. But I think it's a better situation with the, you know, the Ubers and the Lyfts because you yeah. can actually, you know, seek out your driver. That's right. But, uh, wow. And in okay. this case, even the cab driver, which is unfortunate he didn't get anything for it, because he had to turn around right. and drive there. And, you know, I didn't get to see him. We didn't get to grease his palm or anything. Sure. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, th- that's a rarity. That's a rarity. Great story, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, number two, the bad. All right. Uh, uh, of course, in every casino, you'll see the little bubbles in the sky, and those are cameras watching everybody and everything that they do. 
Uh, we call them the eyes. People will call them the eyes. Um, great guys up there, uh, you know, of, of varying reputations. Yeah. Uh, but they are more than qualified to be up there, and um, uh, they are an integral part of a casino's uh, operations. Um, uh, one of the best things I've ever seen as far as the bad parts of Las Vegas and the funniest is I was able to see a recording of slip-and-fall artists. Uh, that um, uh, w- One example was there was a guy at the, 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 from the canal shops, which is on the second floor, essentially, to uh, uh, the escalators to the first floor where the gambling is, he uh, he it was he took probably three minutes to position himself and then threw himself down those escalators oh. and hurt himself. I mean, it was he was going to take the hit and sue the casino. With a, of course, I, I don't I can't understand anyone not knowing that that he's on camera at, at all times. Not not even just in Las Vegas, everywhere in the world. <laughs> And he just, he, it was like a one, two, three, one, two, and he launched himself down, bounced his way down. He was clearly hurt because th- this is probably a, what, 50 foot, yeah. you know, escalator. Oh, and, uh, and, you know, sure enough, you know, they told that he, that he went through the whole process of suing. And of course he was uh, then charged with fraud and, and so on and so forth. But uh, far too uh, prevalent a problem here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we have all these novelty things. We have canals and we have boats and bridges and escalators and, and people are, it's a constant thing. So it was, it was something amazing to see. So uh, what, what, have, what have you seen, John? Well, th- this is more comical. And it had a guy come to the desk. It was a kid. I call him a kid. You know, he was probably 18, 19. Well, that's a kid. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he says, yeah, he goes, I'm, I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah. He goes, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the Coke machine on my floor ate, ate my 50 cents. I said, well, what floor are you staying on? And he said, uh, two? I said, we don't have any rooms on the second floor. Well, maybe it's a higher one then. Okay, I said, and I said, the other thing is we don't have any Coke machines on any of the floors. Right. Oh, oh, okay, thanks. And he walked away. And I thought, gee, that was, I guess. I said, he waited in line to try to scam me for 50 cents? And then I was talking to one of the front desk people. We were on, we were on lunch break together. We were talking. And he goes, yeah, I had a guy come... <laughs> <laughs> tried to scare me for 50 cents <laughs> from the Coke machine. I said, he waited in line to go up to us. He came over to me, too. I guess he was going to keep trying. Well, and, you know, and, and every um, cent counts, I guess. But, you know, you're talking about the escalator. And we mm-hmm. did have a story um, that had happened when we had first opened. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of funny. I guess I mean, it was funny to me. I mean, maybe, maybe not to the person who, who was on the escalator. Right. Um, but our manager came. He goes, uh, I need I need you to to, to go on a, on a on a field trip. Good. Yeah. Anything to get away from that <laughs> hotel, I'm for. What do you need me to go? Right. I need you to go to CBS Pharmacy. There's one. Over, yeah, I know where it is. I get in the car. And go, good. Good. What do I need to get? A neck brace. What did they don't? He goes. Yeah. Well. He goes. Um, and she didn't want to kind of tell me the story because she knew how sarcastic I was. Well, we had a guest who was rather large, and anyhow, she was on the escalator and it stopped suddenly, and she jarred her neck. So we got an ice pack, but we looked around and we realized that they don't have a neck brace. All right, I'll go get them. Okay. She broke the escalator. The fat lady broke the escalator. <laughs> I'm laughing like hell, right? Oh, Jesus. That's what... No, she didn't. And okay, so I go and I get the, I go to uh, S, uh, CVS pharmacy. I buy the neck brace and I come back and, and I'm there and there's the woman there. And she's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he looked at her. Yeah, she was big. And she probably went a deuce, mm-hmm. um, but probably not 
so large that she would have broken the escalator. Right. It could have been anybody that was right. on there. And I know the hotel was really worried that, you know, she was going to sue them right. or something like that. But we got the ice pack and the neck brace and, and, um, um, they gave her an upgraded room, you okay. know, so, okay. so, but, but yeah, I remember I think that was, that was yeah, kind of some, funny. you know, sometimes the, the, the stories were true. They did hurt yeah. themselves, you yeah. know, and it, yeah. it was, uh, it's, I, I, Spent many a time, you know, trying to repair a bad situation. So yeah, when well, there were all kinds of rules. Remember, somebody said they had a blister on their on their foot because of the walking that they had to do. We couldn't give them a band aid. Yeah, because you know it happened. I think at the MGM where somebody gave them a band aid, and it was one of those uh, uh, Curad. I think they're the uh -huh. brand. And they, yeah, and they put something on it, like antibiotic cream or something, uh -huh. and the person was was allergic, allergic. to it. <laughs> they okay. broke out in hives. Oh, yeah. So they were so afraid that I said, okay, well, what if it's not the Curad? What if it just no, 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 it can't. I had to call the security guy who comes up with his kit and his bl blue plastic gloves right. to look at the woman's blister on her foot yeah. and give her, he goes, no, I just wanted to, be, and I said, you know, this is the procedure. Yeah, see, see, the, the, the concierge is not glamorous. Yeah. It's not glamorous at all, or most, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and few and far between as far as the good things we did. But, um, well, uh, the ugly of it all. Now, now I, I, I put this, and, and I'm just having fun with it, but I, I can tell everyone listening and everybody going to listen that because of my our capacity as concierge, uh, we were given access to pretty much every place in the casino, in the hotel and casino. Uh, with the exception of the cages. And um, so we were, we were able to see the humanity located everywhere, in every corner. And I can, I can attest that I have seen someone throw up in every part of the casino. No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody once yak on the, uh, on the, on the dice table? On the Yacked on the dice table? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, I mean, I have dealer friends. They've thrown up, uh, you know, it, it, trying not to throw up on the table, they threw up under the table, which of course oh. is not blocked. The dealer standing there, he threw up on his shoes. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> I, you know I've seen uh, the people. People, it, it, it became a thing actually at the Venetian. It was a uh, a rite of passage or a hazing or a college thing uh, for the local college uh, uh, fraternities to to puke in the uh, in the canal. In the canal. The yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. And yeah. see, the Venetian had people that were specifically tasked for hazmat issues like that. They, yeah. They'd yeah. throw on the you know the orange suit and go out and clean everything up. But uh, the yeah the Vegas Vegas. Um, it's a, it's an amazing place for as clean as it keeps it. I mean, I I applaud yeah, all the people that yeah, clean up that yeah. place, but uh, that that uh, that is definitely the ugly. It's it's terrible. I mean, we we had people throw up on our desk. I I had one. Uh, oh, I didn't have that. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. And of course, you know, what do you do? You gotta you just gotta deal with that. I've had people do it and then then continue on with their requests. You yeah. know, and and yeah. uh, you know, it's terrible, just awful. But uh, we'll move on past yeah, that. I, I had one, though, it, oh, and, yeah. and I felt bad about it afterwards because you know how we were at the, at the desk. We were always, we were, we were a tight group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we, we'd never, you know, we, we wouldn't blindside any of our colleagues. Right. But w there was a woman came, it was, it was a Sunday, so it's busy with people checking out. Right. right? And, it, it was big. and sh she came up by the desk, mm -hmm. and right in front of it on the marble floor, she changed the baby's diaper. Now there's a mm. bathroom within within eyesight of that that had the <laughs> feet. She yes. changes the baby's diaper, and I look there, and there's this diaper just loaded with baby shit, 
And I realized, I said, you know what? I said, I, I just have it in my mind. I know what she's going to do. Mm. She's going to take that shitty diaper after she changes it, and she's going to give it to me to throw out. So, uh-uh, I'm not having it. I go in the back. Yeah. But I didn't think, you know, I was, uh, hey, I had a kid, so I knew what it was like. Sure. My colleague at the desk, I don't remember who it was, yeah. <laughs> didn't. Oh, no. And I came back, you know, a minute later, thinking, okay, this is good. I think I've been gone. I go back out there. Oh, Jesus, I forgot about. And he goes, oh, you won't believe what happens. <laughs> I can imagine that lady asked you to throw out that shit. Oh, I had to touch it. That's right. That's right. Again, the glamour, the glamour of it all. Well, somebody had to be at the desk. Well, I titled the last one, uh, John, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. And, uh, you know, we, we, have, we have all of them in Las Vegas yeah. in, in one uh, form or another. Uh, the one example of sex uh, is uh, we have the high roller uh, um, Ferris wheel, much like the eye in London. Uh, I've been on both. And, uh, uh, or I've been, actually, I was near the eye in London and I've been on the high roller. And uh, uh, the, there is a, there was a game for a long time, uh, like the Mile High Club, mm. that you were supposed to come to Vegas. And when you did, you went to the high roller and you had some fun. Now, the high roller is complete windows yeah it's all windows and it's generally manned with a person you know bartender of sorts that you you can get a drink on there yeah so it's a little difficult now but uh it is not legal (laughs) they have actually had people detained for for doing that so that's uh that's sex uh drugs my favorite of all time uh i had a guy come to the desk late at night and he, he i i pawned him off on the on the the hotel manager of course because uh, that's what we did but uh, and it was something not, nothing I could do. Uh, the guy the guy said that uh, he was threatening to sue the casino, wanted reparations because he lost his cocaine into the canal. Whatever baggie he brought, he, he accidentally dumped it in the canal. Uh oh. And wanted wanted reparations. Uh, and and uh, why didn't they just let him go in and get it? Uh, well, yeah, no, but it's I all no. soaked. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, apparently the way he described it is that it was like opening up. He opened the bag. To oh, do it and oh, the powder and the cocaine. <laughs> so yes, and and of course, you know, we we all, um, in a very diplomatic way, say no no chance in hell there, buddy. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. and uh, my favorite rock and roll story, uh, uh, well, one of the favorites. Um, we had a the the Venetian. We've talked about street entertainers, and we've talked about everybody in front of the the hotels. Well, the hotels, you know, went through a great pains to make sure they didn't come on the property anymore. We had one guy that was um, doing um, uh, uh, the rock bad company. Yeah, and uh, and th- he was asked to leave because and he and I was there while security was dealing with him, and they said that he were asking you to and he was on not on the property. He was a- and, but they was asked to leave because he was not good musician. He said you're really bad. You need to move on. And it was hysterical. <laughs> now, I don't know if security was supposed to say that, but that's what they said. They're like, listen, dude, you suck. <laughs> you need to move on. Take the suck with you and go down to, you know, a Harris or something. And it was hysterical. Uh, that was, uh, that, those are my favorite. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the typical lunacy you see here in Las Vegas uh, when, you're, when, you, when you work your day in and day out. And, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, those are the stories that make it great, I think. Yeah. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. You know, I, I was there one time. I remember it was a uh, it was a Friday, and um, I'm at the desk, and this, of course, I you know I spent all those years. I've been gone a long long time, mm-hmm. so I really wasn't up on on celebrities. For example, I may I may have heard the name. Right. Uh, I certainly didn't know what they looked like. 
Uh, e even ones that I did know if I hadn't seen them in a long time because, you know, they didn't have internet and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, or, or obviously no social media or anything. So right. anyhow, this um, older African-American man hobbles up to the desk. Right. And he says, um, I'd like to buy a bottle of wine and some flowers and have them sent to my room. Mm -hmm. Oh, fine. That's cool. He gives me a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Now you really have my attention. Right. That's a good tip. Because, like I said, yeah. I mentioned before, that's how much I would make on tips in a week, usually. So this guy gives me, oh, yeah. great. Do you know what kind of wine you want? Maybe you can recommend something for me. I'm, I'm here to entertain a young right. lady. Right. Fine. I can come up with something. I know what, you know, something a little sweeter. Sure. I'm like, okay. Get the flowers, no problem. I says, in your room number? And he tells me. Mm -hmm. and, and I look it up, and it says there, I said, Mr. King? It said there, it said Hal King. I remember that, Hal mm -hmm. King. Mm -hmm. He said, yes, and I said, okay, great. And let me let me call. So I call him on the phone with the florist. I'm waiting for him. So I said, so um, what what brings you to you know what do you do, Mr. King? He says, well, I'm in the entertainment business. I said, oh, that that's good. I'm looking him over, and I thought, man, I'm kind of old. <laughs> I really can't play some. So I right. said, well, what do you do? He goes, well, I, I like to think I can play the guitar. Good for you, like weddings mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Anyhow, like I said, Hal King. Hal King doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Right. Hal King. No. So um, anyhow, um, I I said, do you want me to use the credit card on the room? And mm. yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So I, I I get all that, and uh, I said, okay. Um, uh, you know, I said, so just so we got it here, it, and the name on the on the card is the same. It's it's Hal King. Right. He said, no, my my name's not Hal. I says, but, but King's right. So I look up there, and sure enough, we had two guests. Last name King, right. common enough name, right? Right. I said, "Oh, geez, the front desk agent must have confused you with the other person named King who's coming in, whose whose name is Hal King." Sure. So we'll have to get this straightened away. So I walk over to the front desk um, with with uh, with Mr. King, right? And um, and, and I tell I explain it to the front desk agent. I said, "You, you checked them in wrong. Uh, you know, it's it's not Hal King." Oh, what's your name, sir? He said, "My name is Riley King." Riley B. Most people know me as BB King, <laughs> and she didn't know who he was, but oh, I no. sure as hell did. Sure. And I used to listen to his show when I lived in Japan. I had access to, you know, I listened to radio. Yeah. We had Far East Network, which was the military, the U.S. military network, and he had the BB King Blues Hour. Right. And I would listen to him, and I told him, I said, "Ah, oh, geez, I didn't recognize you. Sorry yeah. about that. I <laughs> would have known right away you were in Hell King." That's right. And and I shook his hand, and and I, it's the largest hand. I had ever shaken in my yeah. life. This guy had gigantic fingers. Really? You know, so I'm yeah. sure that that really aided his, his guitar playing. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. but a delightful guy. Fantastic. Well, you know, we were exposed to things like that all the time. You know, yeah. like I said, there, there's good and bad and ugly and everything, but Vegas has a, a very unique perspective on that particular uh, colloquialism. Um, yeah. One thing I do hate, and this is our gear grinders for the week, yep. is people trashing Vegas just to do it uh, for an article's sake. Now, I understand not liking Vegas, and that's fine. Don't come. Uh, but uh, don't don't write an article that is uh, has a pretty major exposure uh, and, uh, and trash Vegas for... Not that Vegas needs to worry. And one of the things that, to be respected uh, about Vegas is the fact that she's, she's lasting. She's going to be here way beyond you and me. Uh, and um, it's, uh, uh, she adapts... She's you a know, fickle bitch. She's a fickle bitch, and uh, she's gonna she's gonna be around a lot longer. Hopefully, we'll get all, get through all this you know hipster foodie shit, shit. Yeah. you know, and get back to old school class. But um, but uh, there was an article 
uh, by uh, Julie Bindell of The Guardian. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't really uh, take The Guardian, but I know of it. Uh, and she, she really does. She, she takes every effort to trash Las Vegas. Now, I do love Vegas, but, I, but like I said in the beginning, John and I both know that uh, Vegas has its seedier side. Um, that's partly what gives her her character. And I think there's a camp to her that is fun and can be ha- fun for all. But again, I, I just I don't like people that do that. Uh, you know, I, and I and I find it if they have a, a a vehicle through which to trash Las Vegas, I think it's unfair. Um, uh, I think you can find just uh, as many articles that will write good things about Vegas. Um, yes, we're 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 uh, an excessive city. Uh, or a, a city of excess, I guess, is, is more appropriate. Uh, and um, Las Vegas is a place to spend money and be wild and just have that type of fun. Well, so, you know, that's not, that's not a negative thing. It's just, it's an escapist dream is the way I describe it. It's just like going to a Stallone film. It's not, you know, you're not going to see a majority of them. You're not going to see an Oscar nomination. Right. You're going there because you want some big Hollywood fun, and that's what Vegas is. Yeah. And uh, or the Fast and the Furious. You exactly for, for for muscle and tits and ass. Yeah. You know, you want to look. You know, that's an you know, action and a billion dollar franchise. And you and and other than saying that Vin Diesel is a terrible actor, you're not going to trash the film. Yeah. Well, don't trash Vegas. You know, and 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 you know, you can write the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's fine. But please in, involve the good you know and and don't come here as a guest and then you know act a fool and say i expected i expected more of vegas well why yeah vegas hasn't changed it's just you know we've added your group you know with your with your you know skinny jeans and your beards and your hats that don't fit you know go home go back to seattle and and you know and and listen to pearl jam uh, but uh, but we love Vegas and we want everybody to know what what what's up you know what what's the real Vegas and that's why we're here. Uh, part of what's uh, the real Vegas is Area 52. I think it's a it's been real popular and, and I'm thrilled. Uh, uh, we've talked about good and bad luck. John and I have uh, dealt with uh, many guests that have good and bad luck. Um, uh, emblems and, and, and tomes and all different types of things that, that, that they claim will make their gaming experience better. Um, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but uh, the, the, the number four mm-hmm. uh, I learned, along with the, the, the color red sometimes, uh, is a very bad luck in Chinese culture. Yeah. Is it bad luck in Japan? Yeah, it is. It's because the number, uh, it's interesting, you know, Japan and, chi- and, 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 and China, Japanese and Chinese, they share kanji. Now, yes. the Japanese, since World War II, have simplified some of them. But when I went to China, um, mainland China, and mm-hmm. and I and I have a you know I can read kanji well enough. Right. Um, I, it was great when I was I could go to a restaurant. It, the menu is all in Chinese, but I could pick out enough kanji because kanji, unlike English, you know, using our the Roman alphabet, which is purely phonetic, has a meaning attached mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could look at it and say, well, I know that this is a fish. I mean, I know exactly what kind of fish, but I know that it's fish. Right. And I know that this is a, this is a vegetable. Right. So I could tell because the kanji is the same. Uh, the signs north, east, southwest are the same. Yeah. The, the kanji, they may pronounce it differently. Uh, the kanji for China is the same that they use in Japan. It's pronounced differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the number four, even in, 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 J- in Japanese, because of the word, uh, it's, it's shi, ichinisan shi. That's also from the Chinese okay. reading of that. Mm-hmm. She is also the verb uh, to die. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. So in Japanese, what they'll do is they'll is they'll is they'll use the Japanese pronunciation as they go ichi ni san yon. Okay. Still four. Yes. But they don't say she. Now is that is that the yon is that the four is that four individual items is it, is it the number four I mean is it a, is it a count Yeah it's so it's an ordinal number it, one okay. two three four yeah, yeah. Um, in right. in Japanese they have because they don't have plurals like we do we slap an s at the end of most <laughs> nouns right yes. dog dogs yeah. whatever Japan we have one dog we have two dogs uh, we have the number two they change the, the 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 way of counting two okay so for example if i'm talking about two bottles of water right. it's nippon because pon is how you count cylindrical objects if okay. it's two cigarettes mm-hmm. it's nippon okay two cigarettes because i would sometimes get students who would in their in their in their the errors that they would make mm-hmm. yeah i smoked two bottles of cigarettes it didn't mean two packs they meant they smoked two cigarettes Hmm. Because he just described the shape of it, and they're doing a direct translation. So, um, yeah, so four, if you're talking about animals, it's hiki. Mm-hmm. So it's yon hiki, four dogs or four sheep or whatever. Mm-hmm. So any the animals, it's it's different way of counting. Mm-hmm. But they'll, they'll go, uh, you know, uh, go hiki, which is five, go mm-hmm. is five. Mm-hmm. But again, when you get to four, they use the Japanese, they substitute it because of that affiliation with with uh, the number four, hmm. yeah, and the same in, in the number nine ku uh, is affiliated with with the with the verb for pain. So in hospitals, they won't have a room nine or a floor nine right. because of that. Right, and in Vegas, uh, going back yeah. to four, they, they they don't have floors starting with a four. Yeah, yeah, oftentimes. Yeah. I think some do. I don't think some uh, recognize that problem. Uh, but um, uh, now, John, you used to speak Japanese quite fluently, but, yeah. but how how is it nowadays? It's a little rough. I mean, rough. it's been a while since I've been there. Uh, I had a layover on a, on a flight uh, five or six years ago. I, mm-hmm. I can do that sort of thing okay. You can you know, get, yeah. you back, get, yourself, get yourself back home, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get lazy now. I just ask, I just ask yeah. Gio, you know, my son, well, what do they say? <laughs> and what is it? Ichi ni sanchi go roku sichi hachikuju. There you go. See, and against concierge, again, we were, well... Concierge of our level, yeah. I, I think it's changed nowadays. But you know, we we um, we were forced into languages. Yeah, I had to, I you know my my Spanish got a lot better. Uh, my French got went from really crappy to okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, we turned to John for for Japanese or, and then uh, most Asian clients that you could you could uh roll over to japanese like even yeah. chinese you know yeah because of the occupation if they're older people yeah because they will they will remember the japanese occupation world war ii yeah so it, it's funny usually when you, when you go to japan you see old people if you need to speak english mm-hmm. go to the younger person you know that they studied it they right. made their japanese isn't very, and their, their english isn't very good in terms mm-hmm. of speaking they can write things Older people probably aren't going to know anything. But it was the opposite when I was in Taiwan. Right. I'd meet somebody who was young, I could I'd speak English. But it was the older people, I could speak Japanese. Right. Younger people didn't know Japanese, but the older people did. So I'd go someplace and they, you know, I'd say, speak English? No, Japanese? Oh, yeah, yeah, they spoke Japanese. Mm-hmm. They understood that, so I could... Mm-hmm. I could I, I was uh, confronted with French a lot. I mean, French is the, the, the you know the backup to yeah. to most you know uh, communities, 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I I loved it. I mean, the language exposure, the you know, the worldwide exposure to Vegas yeah. is uh, is fantastic. But uh, Vegas itself uh, uh, is a drought city. See that transition? That was yeah. amazing, right yes. there. Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas is a drought city. We have a trem- I don't believe it. I think it's I think it's um, I think it's uh, it's like the aliens. I just I don't believe that we're that uh, troubled with water. But that's neither here nor there. Being so. Uh, one would wonder about all the fountains and the Bellagio fountains and the water and the, the, the water features that we have, which we have a lot, both interior and exterior of the hotels. Uh, uh, this is awful, and I'm gonna. This is the last thing we'll leave with you today. Uh, to put this uh, uh, to to compensate uh, for the drought conditions, uh, hotels uh, use uh, for those water features the gray water. Mm-hmm. Now, any of you that uh, have RVs or know about RVs or know about that type of thing, gray water is recycled from sinks, bathtubs, and showers. Yeah, so don't jump in the the fountain. Yeah, don't jump in the fountain. It's uh, for for many reasons, obviously. But but uh, uh, now black water, of course, is is we don't want to talk about that. No. Uh, but gray water is re- is used, recycled sink, bathtub, and shower water from the uh, hotels, and that's exactly what they use for all the water features. That's good. That's right. That gets evaporated and rains down on us. That's right. So when you see Bruno Mars in his latest uh, video yeah. uh, uh, with the uh, jet, uh, with the, the wave runner there, and the, that's what he's in. He's in gray water, uh, recycled gray, gray water, though I'm assuming it's filtered. But uh, I, didn't, I did not find any reference to filtering. No. So <laughs> when they say recycled, I'm not quite sure what they mean. Because <laughs> all recycled means is that it moved from here to here. It that's doesn't right. mean it was filtered. It was processed. That's that right. Way. That's yeah. right. John, I had a great time. Me too. Thanks for being no, here. John's going to be back for sure. Uh, I'm going to try to do a lot more location whether work. Whether you like it or not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> damn it. Uh, I'm going to do a try, I try to get out of the studio more and visit my uh, my 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 peeps, my folks out here. Uh, but John's going to be back. Uh, we're going to we're going to try to uh, visit a lot of the uh, hotels where I have friends and entertainers. And talk to the people that, that again will give you the, the truths of Las Vegas, uh, and uh, and hopefully John and I can remember many more things. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please comment. Please let us know what you want to hear. Please let us know what you don't want to hear. And uh, you can connect to us on everything. And uh, you're going to hear the outro here coming up in a second. And uh, any connection that you can possibly imagine, that will be right there. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and... Talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD podcast and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.